the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. I am Seth Liebson, 602 I see we have call, calls already lining up. We'll get right to them in uh, just a few moments, uh, if you'll uh, bear with me. Uh, we were talking yesterday about uh, our youth and our college campuses. We were looking at this stunning poll out of Harvard-Harris that showed a majority of our uh, 18 to 25-year-olds voters, registered voters who support Hamas. And uh, you wake up this morning to what's going on all over the college campuses uh, today. Uh, Quite incredible. Uh, You saw what happened at George Washington University, or did you, last night, where glory to our martyrs, glory to our martyrs, was displayed in uh, full light on uh, one of the campus walls there. Uh, You have campus after campus today with uh, marches, not just on behalf of Palestinian rights, which is its own thing, and worthy of uh, any number of uh, debates around what that constitutes and what that means, but with swastikas, uh, people with students with swastikas, students with signs uh, that um, say... uh, Please keep the world clean. And then it has a picture of the Star of David in a uh, trash can, uh, redolent of uh, ethnic cleansing. And, of course, uh, keep the world clean, which comes right out of Lenny Reef and Stahl and the Third Reich. Uh, What is happening uh, to our students? What has happened to our students and our young people? It was one thing to talk about how poorly uh, our scores were in things like uh, literacy, in things like mathematical knowledge, in things like knowledge of American history. Uh, We probably need to have a renewed and serious conversation about not just the techne of education, but the entire point of education, to borrow from Teddy Roosevelt, to educate a man in the mind and not the morals, is to educate a menace to society. We have all these young menaces to society now. I often, when I give speeches on education, quote a uh, letter that was written to a uh, famous psychologist at the time. He was probably one of the world's most famous psychologists particularly in the field of education at the time in the 1970s, Heim Guinot, and um, received this letter uh, to him in a book he wrote called Between, uh, uh, Between Parent and Teacher. I am a survivor of a concentration camp. My eyes saw what no person should witness. Gas chambers built by learned engineers, children poisoned by educated physicians, infants killed by trained nurses, women and babies shot by high school and college graduates. So I am suspicious of education. 
My request is this. Help your children become human. Your efforts must never produce learned monsters, skilled psychopaths, or educated Eichmanns. Reading and writing and arithmetic are important only if they serve to make our children more human. I was put in mind of that quote, and as I was rereading it, I thought about that second line. My eyes saw what no person should witness. And before... I thought of that. I thought of the first line, the person who wrote this. I am a survivor of a concentration camp. We saw survivors of concentration camps kidnapped and brutalized on October 7th. And those who had the will to see things as they were, were eyes that saw what no person should witness. We have been pretty decorous here about describing some of the atrocities. They are available to be described elsewhere. It's too hard for me to foist on this audience because I know you are all such skilled researchers and have seen them on Fox News and elsewhere throughout the Internet and certainly uh, what has been portrayed in some of the British papers that are a little less scrupulous uh, than our papers here or a little less decorous than our papers here. Infants killed, women and babies shot. This is what the woman was talking about in the Holocaust in this letter, and it happened again all over on October 7th. Its own thing from a brutal people that would do this to innocence. The shocking thing is that we have so brutalized our morality in this country that you have 18, 19, and 20-year-olds on our college campuses not only supporting it but giving voice to it. That, to me, is the shocker. That, to me, is the most shocking thing. Um, What has gone wrong in our education system? I often say on any number of things we would not have youth problems if we don't have adult problems. What are the adults teaching our children? In 1992, William Buckley wrote a column about the presidential race, and he said there's really, with all the debates going on, whether it was with Ross Perot and the national debt and deficits and trade issues, or whether it was Bill Clinton and the new economy, or whether it was George H.W. Bush uh, and the uh, world order, William Buckley said the most important question is the uh, only question that should be asked during these presidential debates of the candidates, and it is this. What do you plan to do about fatherless children and reducing the problem of children born without fathers? When he wrote that, the fatherless problem was uh, about 30% less than what it is today. It has gotten about 30% worse since he wrote that in 1992. He said that was the only question to be asking. Perhaps we need to be thinking about the singular question to ask of our presidential candidates. Heck, we have a debate coming up November 8th. Salem is going to be part of it, uh, co-hosting it. We should think about the singular most important question to ask these presidential candidates. Some will say, well, it's not the business of the president or it's not the business of a candidate to maintain the moral uh, structures of our population, our youth, to which I would say, what could be more important? What could be more important than that? We haven't had great moral leaders, but we have in the past have have had great moral leaders. And when we have had great moral leaders, we had a more moral country. And it seems to me, um, Eric Clapton-esque, or is it Kenny Rogers? Sorry, Kenny Rogers-esque, we need to check in to see what condition our condition is in. Yeah.
Kenny Rogers. We need to check in to see what condition our condition is in. It's not good. It's not good. Aristotle puts it that uh, the character of the leadership can shape the character of the people, but the character of the people can also shape the character of the leadership. We haven't had good characters in leadership for quite some time. And, you know, I'm willing to hear from the left that Donald Trump or liberals or Democrats or even certain Republicans, I'm willing to hear from them that Donald Trump himself was not a great character, understood. He did other things well. But compared to what is also a question. Was the alternative, do you think Hillary Clinton is a woman of great character? Probably of worse character, quite honestly. At least I could make that argument and that debate. You think Joe Biden is a man of great and decent character? Go back and read his actual statements in his unguarded moments about race. Go back and read what he says about fellow opponents in his unguarded moments. Go back and read what he said about Mitt Romney, for God's sakes, the kind of Republican the liberal says we should always be uh, promoting. And say what you want about Mitt Romney, about which I have many negative things to say, a lot of negative things to say. Probably was a man, probably is a man of pretty decent individual character. Uh, We have a character. We have a morality. We have a virtue deficit in this country, and it is showing up in droves like we've never seen before. And it's all based, I believe, not all based, a much much under-discussed part of it is based in our political leadership. Much under-discussed. You could find great characters in the Democratic Party. You could find great characters in the Republican Party. It seems to me our new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, has the potential to be and look like a great character, a man of great moral character, and one who might hopefully and helpfully start steering the course of the nation in the way it needs to be steered and guided based on his character. It's a hope, and it seems like it may just be, he may just be that kind of thing. Shakespeare says some people achieve, some people uh, achieve greatness, uh, some people are born to greatness, some people achieve greatness, and some people have greatness thrust upon him. I don't want to get ahead of my skis on this. It could be that Mike Johnson is all three. If he isn't, he needs to be one more than anything else. It's time for a little more greatness. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Kristen is in Queen Creek. Hello, Kristen. Hi, Seth. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Me too. But I I want to preface my um, comments that I am, unlike most of your callers, I am not a great researcher or scholar. But I'm <laughs> I don't know very... if I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. No, no. You're fabulous. You know so much and you've had so much experience. You're just wonderful. Yes, um, I want to speak on care the Council of American-Islamic Relations. And just as a very concerned citizen and patriot, I would like to make an announcement that I've been uh, shown. On November 18th, which is a Saturday coming up in November, um, the 2023 CARE Arizona Banquet is going to be held at the Sheridan Mesa on Riverview 
in Mesa, Arizona. And their keynote speaker is, of all people, Rashida Talib. Well, at least and they're being so, clear. Okay. Well, thank yeah. them for that. Good. <laughs> yes. So we have received, uh, through someone that I know, uh, a request because the Islamic terrorist organization has tried to hold two conventions, one in Texas and one in Virginia last week at a Hilton Hotel and at a Marriott Hotel. And because all of the concerned citizens emailed and phoned and just demanded that they cancel that situation, those conventions were canceled. And we would like to try and do the same thing here in Arizona to call the Sheraton Mesa. And I've got, um, if you want me to tell David or if you want me to just say on the air, I have an email address. Go right for it. Go right to it. The manager. Go right to it. Okay. Her name is Stacy Gillette. And so people would email lowercase Stacy, S-T-A-C-I-E dot G-I-L-L-E-T-T-E at SheratonMesa.com. There's also a phone number to leave a voicemail, and her voicemail is full already because I've told many people to call, but we must keep trying. It is 480-664-1221. Now, remember, she's the one who led the so-called non-insurrection in Washington, D.C. a couple days ago. Rashida Tlaib, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of nine Democrats today, by the way, one of nine Democrats today, as young David points out to me, that voted against a resolution declaring that the United States stands with its ally, Israel. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thank you for letting uh, me uh, make It's this a resolution that also condemned Hamas. So she wouldn't vote for a resolution to condemn no, Hamas. And she not. is continuing to repeat the lie that Israel bombed a hospital. She is a scourge. Right. She has not, she has not listened to true facts. Oh, she has. It didn't happen. Oh, oh she's listened to but him. I mean it. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. Oh, sure. she's listened to him. She's listened to him and put them through her propaganda grinder to deny them. Exactly. Yeah, and brew it about well, lies for her political propaganda purposes on behalf of America's thank you enemies. No, so thank much. you, Kristen. Yeah. No, thank you. And yeah. keep us posted on this, please. Please. Yes, I shall. Thank you I'm very, gonna, very much. You bet. I'm going to let our friend Dr. Zudi Jasser know. He'll probably have a lot to say about that as well. Rob is in surprise. Hello, Rob. Hi, Seth. Boy, Rashida coming to Phoenix area. What a disgrace. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. This, oh, that's, yeah. And care, mm-hmm. uh, another disgrace. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I think it was the previous uh, Seb Gorka article i was coming back from the store and uh, he had a recording of some female college student who claimed to be jewish who and i don't know what university this was it may have been up in new york city somewhere about how uh, the uh, she was part of this protest against the israeli occupation if you will mm-hmm. i think that's the term she used of, of the this you know palestinian land and i'm thinking you know is this goes Right in line. You, you know what that must mean, because Israel has not yeah. occupied Gaza since 2005. So the Israeli occupation yeah. means Tel Aviv, it means Haifa, it means the whole country. That's what they mean. Well, yeah, yeah. And and again... Ga- just, Gaza I, is uh, root, root, stock, and branch uh, run by Palestinians. The Jews left in such 
degree that they actually, do you know this, they actually disinterred the buried Jews in Gaza in 2005 to remove them? There's not a Jew living or dead in Gaza. Well, I I uh, am not surprised. And yet there are uh, these people, if she is Jewish, and who knows if she is or not, she may well be, um, it, it's a, it's sort of a, it, it marks how their professors think. And then if she is Jewish, are her parents, you know, the secular type that always vote Democrat? And is this a plant? I don't know. But uh, it, it just, it fed in, great monologue, by the way, it fed in really well with uh, the state of education today and these people that are protesting that are know-nothings, yeah. regardless of, of their uh, yeah. presence. Uh, uh, degrees. Um, The other comment I had, and I don't know if this has really been discussed uh, at length, is uh, whether or not you think the U.S. is putting pressure on Israel financially or diplomatically to uh, not do what Israel really needs to do. Hard to know. I, You know, that we've been batting this question around a lot, and I've talked with and been part of comp, um, a lot of calls with editorialists uh, back east in Washington on this question. Hard to know. Some say yes. Some say not so sure. Uh, you listen, you get a slightly different answer from Jack Kirby than you do from Tony Blinken on this. Really not, not, not clear. Um, and it probably doesn't matter. It probably doesn't matter. And the reason I say that is the thing that's revealed itself over the past two, three weeks, Rob, is no matter what level of, um, what, no matter what level of, of, of measures Israel takes, uh, they're going to be called, the names that they've been called anyway, you know. Well, that's true, but I think I think maybe Netanyahu knows what needs to be done. I think the IDF knows what needs to be done. I hope so. I mean, remember this was a surprise attack, and it's gonna. It yeah. might also be the case that it's gonna take a little bit longer to figure out how how to go about it with the least amount of lost lives as possible. It's well, gonna be brutal. Then, it's a, though, no yeah. matter what. No matter how much oh, yeah. intelligence, it's going to be brutal. We got to steal ourselves. Yeah, it it's going to be it awful. Is. And the, there will be a loss of innocent lives. Yes, but there I, will. again, in Gaza, I'm not so sure of the innocence of anyone below age ten, maybe. Eighty percent of Gazans voted for terrorist organizations, either Hamas or Fatah. Eighty yeah. percent when they get when they got yeah. the vote. This isn't the nursery yeah. school, as uh, Hannah Arendt put it. Uh, Acquiescence uh, is compliance, and compliance yeah. is advocacy, and advocacy is support. Yeah, I take yeah, the point. Yeah, anyway, thanks so Thank much. Thank you, uh, Rob. Have a, have a great rest of your show. Sir. God bless you, too. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. John Dombrowski is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. GrandCanyonPlanning.com, his website, great place to read up on what they can do for you and how to reach out to him. He brings us our culture and economy update. Happy Wednesday, John. Same to you, Seth. How you doing? Thank you. I am fine. Fantastic. Homebuyers are having a go of it here. Mm. There's a piece over at CNBC, What It Will Take to Make Homes Affordable Again, 
for millions of Americans. This is as mortgage rates have uh, gone up, and mm-hmm. this is as what it takes to qualify uh, yeah. on your income to get a mortgage has gone up. Uh, talk to us. Well, we're seeing mortgage rates now as high as eight or eight, mm-hmm. you know, eight plus percent, which obviously is a shock to a lot of people yep. who have not uh, been in the um, home ownership for more than maybe, you know, 10, 10 years or so. You, they don't realize rates like this were, <laughs> were around, as you and I've talked about in the past. Oh, they uh, were you know, 11 in the 80s, I think, <laughs> yes. maybe even a little higher, yeah. A little higher. Yeah. I remember 12, 30, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, 8% today, yeah, it's a big difference because if we just go back to the, uh, the year 2020, this article states that uh, the average qualifying yearly income for a medium-priced house, which was in the $400,000 dollar range was $49,680. That's right. what you had to show as your income. Yeah. Now you've got to show more than $107,000. Yeah, you have to show six figures. Yeah. Yeah. Double what it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, you and know, maybe even more though than we know, I mean, that's probably, you know, maybe more right, than 107. Right. Redfin puts another figure on it. Yeah. So it depends on who you talk to. But with that being said, you know, property values maybe didn't double in value since 2020, but uh, incomes didn't double either. You know, the yearly income of an average person out there who's working, their income didn't double. Uh, yet they, in order to qualify for a loan today, they would have to show that. Now, there's another interesting um, story I just was listening to prior to coming on, which was Pulte Homes actually um, – they reported their quarter quarterly earnings for Q3, and those came in better than expected, believe it or not. They were able to manage through the uh, interest rate hikes that had occurred with utilizing incentives for buyers to allow them to purchase homes. And one of the things that, you know, a lot of the new home builders would do is give incentives in the form of maybe upgrades in some of the cabinetry or countertops or whatever it may be. But in this case, they're redirecting some of those incentives towards buy-downs on the interest rates. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what, uh, what the CEO was talking about in his uh, interview was that they were able to get those uh, 30-year mortgage rates down as low as 5.5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to have to see what happens in Q4 here if, indeed, interest rates stay this elevated because interest rates are higher than they were now uh, back in quarter three. So... Uh, but just an interesting, you know, story on the side of what we're seeing: mortgage rates reaching 23-year highs. Uh, the amount of money needed as income to qualify has drastically increased. Uh, so a lot of factors are going uh, into the uh, housing industry. Is that truly going to cl- cause a slowdown or not? Because there's still a shortage of housing right now, Seth. So it's a real challenge for people out there. Yeah, that's the rules. Uh, the normal rules of supply and demand aren't working normally because of the supply, right? But I wonder, you know, this wouldn't be true for a lot of people, but for those that, you know, might be interested in investing in or building uh, a home for, uh, for, you know, to sell as an investment, uh, is there a market for that? I mean, well, unless you're one of the big builders right now, I mean, that's, that's going to be difficult if you're just, yeah, it's a high risk right now. Because maybe someone can't afford it is the real issue. Possibly, or the cost, unless you've got the cash too to, You know, uh, build the home, uh, spec home and use your own capital instead of borrowing because usually those types of loans are on some type of adjustable rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also they are for short term. So if you've got a home that's taking longer than what you expect it to build, that inner interim financing that you might have on the property 
uh, could expire, and the bank um, may have uh, an issue with yeah. that. So uh, there are a lot of challenges, and I encourage people, before you take on a resp- responsibility like that, make sure you truly understand the um, logistics of what that you know takes in order to do that, but also the risk involved in that. You got it. Thank you, John. It's a big part. Uh, I mean, again, it's huge. This is a huge story. I mean, this is this yeah, is you know, it is. this housing the is the American you know, dream. It, yeah, the American dream the is American a risk. dream, and and, it, and it's yep. a huge part of everybody's uh, everybody's monthly expense. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Absolutely. Sorry. All right, uh, check out our website, GrandCanyonPlanning.com. You can request an appointment there. Securities and advisory services offered through Creative One Securities LLC, a member of Finra and Sipica, an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Creative One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Thank you, Seth. You betcha. Thank you, John. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Brett Johnson is a partner with the law firm of Snell and Wilmer, based here locally, headqu- uh, headquartered here locally, offices around the country. SWLaw.com is their website. He's our constitutional election law expert. Brett, how are you today, sir? Good, good. How are you? Good, thank you. I am fine. Uh, this is interesting. Um, 41 states, I think I have that right, uh, 41 states, maybe 42 states altogether are suing Meta, which is, of course, the company that uh, has Instagram and Facebook. Talk to me about this, sir. Yeah, and you're right. It is now up to 42 states. It just keeps on ticking up there. Um, the first salvo was 33 states filed together in Oakland, California yesterday, and it was a doozy, 233 pages of a complaint um, that just basically laid out uh, how Instagram and Facebook uh, use algorithms and other type of techniques uh, to push content onto children, and that's uh, minors, anybody under age 13. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting fight for them. And one thing that, that is, it, what was, I thought was very interesting is when the attorney generals from the various states came together, they said, we don't agree on much, but this is something we all agree on. So uh, there, there's a definitely united front, um, regardless of political party, um, in this lawsuit. Interesting. And is there it's 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 this isn't just uh, a divide of blue, uh, this isn't just a blue or red thing. This is blue and red AGs and states, right? That's exactly right. So it's it, they've they've all come together. And I, I would imagine um, it, it will get even more, um, especially because the hard work has done now. So the other states usually what happens and the reason why I think nine of the states didn't go their own way. They just filed in their own states for, for yep. a variety of reasons. Number one, their, their laws, their state laws might be stronger yep. than some of the laws that are being pushed in the federal side. And the other thing is, is when the attorney generals all get together on these type of consumer um, complaints, they might not necessarily like um, the, the divi- division of either labor or how any settlement is going to be divvied up mm-hmm. because they might have an argument that uh, their their children and their state have been harmed in a worse way than other states and, and want a bigger piece of the pie. You saw the same thing in the opioid um, cases, and that's basically the model for for this lawsuit. To be honest with you, yeah, okay. So they uh, these uh, forty two states, probably growing, are suing Meta, which is Instagram and Facebook. I think also WhatsApp uh, because of its uh, proclaimed da- or their claimed damage to youth's mental health, uh, addiction. Actually, also, if I'm not mistaken, compromises That's to correct. their privacy. Is it a violation of a particular style? There was the old Children's Online Privacy Protection. Is it a violation of that, or is it a series of different claims? Or is it is it a series That's- of different claims? 
That's the major, the major one. It's, it's actually two, two front. The first one is the children's online privacy protection um, law. Um, and basically what that says is that if you, if you're collecting data under, uh, uh, for children under age 13, you have to have parental consent. And if you're going to be interacting with children through algorithms or push notifications or alerts, then there has to be some parental controls that are in place. Um, of course, Meta comes forward and says that they do have those controls in place, but it just didn't meet the standards that these attorney generals wanted. So that's one of the major um, issues. The other issue is, is even a little bit more deeper. Um, and there was a whistleblower in 2021 that came out about Meta that basically released a whole bunch of internal emails and internal studies, very similar to what happened to the tobacco companies years and years I ago. I was just going to say that, right. Yeah, and, and basically that, that Meta was doing um, studies um, on, on users of their uh, social platforms, um, and basically mental health increased in certain categories, especially in relation to push. Um, the push notifications, as well as enticing the children back to the site so they, quote, unquote, wouldn't be left out, or the FOMO um, type concept, which then increased depression and other issues in mental health for children under 13. Uh, it's, very, it's very similar. You might remember um, there was a good Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma yeah. um, that, that kind of went through a lot of these issues. So if you're kind of curious as to what the basis of it is and how the science works behind it, that's not a bad um, little documentary to, to, to check out. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And uh, again, I mean, I probably even just reading the complaint, it is long, but I have been going through it a little bit. I've talked a lot about this issue generally on the show and the dangers of our youth and the mental health deficits. And, of course, there's this uh, whole new area of scholarship uh, coming out of a couple professors, one at NYU, uh, who have been writing about this. I hope it's a wake-up call. I don't know, you know, how this thing shakes out. I don't know if it gets to trial. How do the do these things typically – I mean, this – this is high stakes for Meta. This is high stakes for Zuckerberg, isn't it? It, it is because, again, we've talked about it before on on, um, on the show in regard to the algorithm. Yeah. We talked about it in uh, Supreme Court cases and talking about pushing some of the terrorism that's on social yeah. media and then the likes that lead to it. So their biggest argument is going to be First Amendment. And, yeah. again, there is just a social media co- um, uh, company, and, and if you put stuff on, that's that's just how it is. Uh-huh. So there is that First uh, First Amendment element to this. But there's also the element of um, of trying to resolve this with so many states and having having a, a, a rational settlement. So that does not impact their business model because, again, they make a lot of money um, on, on the algorithms and pushing some social comparisons and other techniques. So, you know, the, 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 in the 33-state lawsuit, they talked about it being a scheme to exploit young users for profit. Um, and, and just those, those types of headlines as well as the push, it's going to be uh, interesting how this eventually is resolved. Usually they try to work out some sort of settlement, some remedial and mitigation that happens. Um, and then the states usually get um, a good chunk of money to be able to hopefully dedicate to uh, mental health for children. Yeah. And of course, then that becomes its own interesting fight in and of itself. But I'm glad this is being done. I mean, you don't have to editorialize. I'm glad it's being done uh, because something has to something has to be done here. Parents need help. They want help. And uh, it seems to me this is a good use of these abilities to wage these kinds of lawsuits. I was watching a um, an expert on all this. There was another documentary. uh, I believe it was. uh, Yeah, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. 
and a guy who worked for one of these companies, and he quoted a uh, an old biologist uh, passed away recently. He said, the real problem of uh, humanity is the following. It's such a great quote. We have paleolithic emotions, medieval institutions, and godlike technology. In other words, we have this technology, right, that is so yeah. far advanced of what our brains can handle that it's now time to start focusing on the protection of our brains. We went after the tobacco companies because of our lungs. Maybe our brains are just as important, huh? Yeah, um, absolutely, and especially if they're they're doing it for for negative reasons. And again, uh, always encourage people to go find the complaint themselves, yeah, read it's it easy for to themselves, yeah. be able to mm-hmm. get that context yep. exactly. Exactly. All right, brother. Well, it's good catching up with you. It's good hearing from you. You'll keep us uh, updated on this lawsuit. I'm keenly interested in this. I know the audience is too. I'm glad you flagged it for us today, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, Brett Johnson, Snell and Wilmer, SWLaw dot. Com. I am Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Oh, we <laughs> was this your choice? We can kill it. I'm not in love with this song. Do you even know what this is? My baby. No! What is it? See? What? You're killing things that you don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I am. What is it? Sheena Easton. We yeah. had an in-office discussion about this. Yeah, no, I know. It is. Right. My baby takes the morning train. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. No, I know what yes. I was talking it's about. It's called 9 to 5. Or yeah. It was. Yeah. This was the global Kill it. number one Kill it. in 1981. Kill it. You could listen to this song and Kill buy it. yourself a Frank Sinatra Chrysler Imperial in the same year. Kill it. Wow. Drive the Chrysler, kill the song. <laughs> <laughs> and buy your Chrysler at Luke. Okay. <laughs> Portions of this uh, show are brought to you by Y-Refi, another great local uh, business here in town. They uh, run an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return. High fixed rate, how high? Up to 10.25% rate of return. That's right, a 10.25% fixed rate of return. And it's not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve, should you be concerned about stock market volatility or recession or bank failures or anything like that. And think of this flexibility. You can turn your monthly income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like. No loss of principal, no penalty if you need your money back at any time. There are no fees in this secure collateralized portfolio. Why Refi is, of course, a due diligence approved firm. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or call 888-YREFI-24, 888 why refi 24 you going ballroom dancing tonight young david i probably will there's supposed to be some live music there and in fact you may find a kick out of this i invited some friends whom i met at temple two weeks ago wait what wait what do that again (laughs) i said yes i'm I'm gonna go tonight and there'll be some live music there yes and i invited some friends whom i met at temple two weeks ago A sentence you never thought you would say. Right. <laughs> I might never again, for what I know. Uh, tell me. Give me a clarify. Synagogue, not temple, synagogue. by the way. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't really know what to say. Temple tends to be more reformed. Synagogue temple, tends to be okay. a little more. Then, the, yeah. But it was a but it was a shul. Yes. That's but it was the also word. a Shabbat. Huh? Yes. Well, it's always on Shabbat. Shabbat is the Saturday, is the Sabbath. Shabbat, Shabbat is Saturday? Hebrew for Sabbath. Okay. So you're always going to have Shabbat. Okay. You can have a Shabbat dinner, a Sabbath dinner, which I think is what you sat down to. Do I need to do y- the joys of Yiddish here? Uh, <laughs> shul is, a, is, is any synagogue or temple. Mostly so I synagogues. should say I met them at Shul. You could say you met them at Shul. Okay. That'll be go. your Yiddish. I'll say that to them tonight if yes. they decide to show yes. up. Yes, and hopefully they are such good dancers that you don't end up with spielkiss in your Genetica zoink. 
Right. What is it? It's connected because zoink. That's an old Mike Myers skit on Saturday Night Live. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.